0: is a term for a lesbian who looks and acts in a way that is typically considered to be feminine. This is Love and Life with Mari. Hello, hello. This is Mari, and you're listening to Lavender Life. And, uh, yeah, we've got our regular features planned today. Here's what's happening, what's happening in the headlines of uh, the world. We're international now. It's a big uh, it's a big deal. We're all very happy to be international, and I hope that uh, my friends and family are listening from all over the world. I've got friends literally all over the world, so I'm excited about them being able to hear me finally and uh, to hear what's happening with the L- LGBT community here in India. Lots of things happening uh, in India and Bangalore today. One of the things that I would like to see uh, happen with uh, this show, uh, Lavender Life, and with Q Radio in general is more awareness about uh, the LGBT community. Uh, more acceptance in uh, mainstream society, if you will, and definitely um, more visibility. And uh, so we're going to talk about gay marriage and uh, then we'll talk a little bit of gay parenting as well and uh, see where that leads us. I wanted to talk first about the history of gay marriage. Um, You know, we kind of think of it as something that has happened in the last, you know, 15 years. Uh, And it's true. I think that uh, the first company, that first company, the first country that passed uh, gay marriage laws, was um, in the 2000s, in the early 2000s. However, there were gay marriage ceremonies that went on in the year 390, um, in the early Christian Church, in the Middle Ages. There were. uh, there were people who were in um, Greece who had uh, gay marriage ceremonies that were actually recognized by the Roman Empire. Um, there were gay marriage ceremonies that happened in ancient ancient Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia blah, blah, blah. I can't speak today. I've, I think I'm too much in a rush. There were same-sex marital practices that were recognized in ancient Egypt, in the ancient Assyrian society where Syria is today. And there was nothing amiss with uh, homosexual love between men and women. Uh, Ancient religious Assyrian texts contained prayers for divine blessings on homosexual relationships. And there was something called the almanac of incantations that had prayers uh, favoring equal basis of love for um, a man, uh, for a woman, and of a man for a man. In southern Chinese province of Fujian, throughout the Ming dynasty also, females would bind themselves in contracts with other females in elaborate c- ceremonies, and males also entered into same, uh, similar uh, arrangements. This was also similar to what happened in uh, ancient European history. Um, Also in the Zhou Dynasty uh, period of China, there is a a story that's recorded, written down history about uh, same-sex relationships. And then as late... Uh, or as early, if you want to say it that way, as the 1800s, even in uh, the Americas, they had something called a Boston marriage uh, between women, where they didn't really think about it. I think that most people didn't really consider two old ladies living together or who had been living together for their whole lives, 20 years, um, in a sexual way, and yet... They called it a Boston marriage, and I'm sure that at least some of those women were, in fact, um, lesbians. There's not a lot of documentation when it comes to lesbians, and that's because of the rights of women, because of the, you know uh, the sexism um, that was really prevalent. Uh, I mean, that is still prevalent in our society, but that was you know severely present until like the 1960s or 70s. Um, but still, you can find you can find small bits and pieces of information that do uh, prove that there were women that were entering into uh, same-sex unions and commitments the best way that they could. But it was uh, July 20th, uh, 2005, that Canada became the fourth country uh, to enact, uh, uh, legalize same-sex marriage nationwide. They had a civil marriage act. They didn't even have a civil, uh, like the civil union thing that England had for such a long time. Um, and now we have so many countries all over the world. So I uh I think we should talk about it. I think that uh it's important to just kind of get it out there and uh and bring your opinions. I think uh yeah, I believe in gay marriage. Uh I think that it's a right that we should have. I think that Uh, it is the wave of the future. And I think specifically we should have the right to have that ceremony legalized. Uh, Yeah, so I want to talk to you about why I think gay marriage is important. I think gay marriage is important as a lesbian woman um, because if we do not have legal recognition of our unions, um, there are a lot of rights that we miss out on. Um, Specifically, uh, housing programs, food stamps, uh, ration cards, um, veterans benefits, taxation uh, uh, requirements, you know, when you file your taxes jointly, it's quite different when you're filing your taxes as a single woman. Um, military service benefits, employment benefits and related laws, immigration, naturalization, and alien laws. Um, For instance, in the U.S., uh, until the the overturning of DOMA, uh, I would not be allowed to bring my partner into the U.S., even though we've been together for years and years and years, and I am an American citizen, she is an Indian citizen. I would also like to, in the same way, I would like to be here um, because I am with an Indian citizen. I would like to be here in India because I am with an Indian citizen, and it it should be that way. If, I was, uh, if she was a man, it, there would be no question that I would be able to be here, and I would get a visa simply by being... Um, uh, the partner of an Indian citizen. So it should work the same way, I think, as a uh, same-sex couple. Uh, trade, commerce, intellectual property, uh, financial disclosure and conflict of interest. In in a, in a the case where there was some kind of problem and there was a legal matter, I cannot um, say that I won't testify against my partner because there's no law that says she is my partner. It's all, you know conjecture to them. It would it, it would not hold any weight in court. These are some of the reasons um, that I believe we must have gay marriage uh, throughout the world. And I'm not talking about one specific country. Um, I understand that uh, some countries do not feel like this is uh, a direction that they want to go uh, for whatever reasons, but I think it's a civil rights matter. And until all people are, are uh, treated equally, uh, no people really are. No people are really treated equally. Um, I'm going to tell you about my uh, gay comm- my commitment ceremony. Um, as far as I know, it's one of the first um, lesbian commitment ceremonies that was public in Goa. Uh, we had about a hundred people uh, that came from all over the world. We had friends that came from the Middle East. We had friends that came from the U.S. We had friends that came from all over India. Um, yeah, we had I think every continent almost uh represented I think except for South America there was no one from South America but all the other continents were pretty representative, pretty representative of uh, our guest list and uh I uh, I had a big dress uh she wore tux um we had like I I don't even know how many uh bridesmaids and bridesmaids and groomsmen I think there were 12 total um, we had straight friends there. We had our families there. And it was a real celebration of uh, of our love. And more than it was a celebration of our love, it was the public acknowledgement that this was a commitment that we wanted to take and make to one another. And we wanted our friends to be part of that commitment. And I think that is a lot of what marriage is about is is the, the public acknowledgement that this is the life that you want to have and this is who you want to walk through life with. Um, it it wasn't a specifically uh, religious ceremony. Um, it was definitely spiritual, but there was no specific religion attached to it, not uh, any, any specific religion attached to it. Um, we had an officiant. Um, we had a beautiful uh, rainbow cake. It was rainbow layers on the inside. Um my partner is originally Goan so we had like some Goan uh, traditions that we we joined in um her brother gave her away my best friend her brother and her sister-in-law both gave her away my best friend uh that i've she's been my best friend for years and years she gave me away we used to joke about who would give me away um if if i ever got married and i'd say you you will give me away and she said yeah yeah i'll i'll give you away so she flew in specifically for that she played a song on her guitar um We planned the wedding like any other wedding. We had to have, uh, you know, the caterers come. We had a bachelorette party. And then the next night we had a a Mendy party or a henna party. And then the next uh, day was the actual wedding. They tell us that our backs were turned to the sun, but they tell us that the sun was going down right over the sea. Uh, It was very romantic because we were right, right oceanside. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I I can honestly say it was one of the best days of my life, uh, if not the best day of my life. It was a day that I felt completely focused on what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be and really uh, was at my most authentic best. The only thing that would have made that day better is if that could have been legalized. So we're going to talk more about that. I want to talk more about gay marriage and uh, gay parenting also. Uh, my partner and I have been together for two years, and she is a non-Indian and me an Indian. When we spoke about when we spoke to friends about a commitment ceremony, I could summarize the advice you got in practical sense in india marrying a girl is not a very good idea for the current time so best option is to try going to some foreign country where gay marriage is legal or it's not a big tattoo taboo sorry i think people still think it's a disease and a rich people pervert fad india has not accepted gay and lesbian behavior but as you know it will take time if not 100 years then 20 30 for years for sure but it's This, what you have both decided then, it is going to be with a lot of struggle and maybe threats for life. So maybe you guys can remain unmarried and just keep a boyfriend just for society. So Mari, what advice would you give us as a couple in love? I hope it uh, helps some others too. Um, First of all, I know that... um, the person that sent this email because they've, they've told me where they are and I'm not going to say where you are on air, um, but we'll just say that it's a country that's uh, even less accepting than India of gay marriage. Um, I would advise you, first of all, to get out of that, that country that you're in. I, I think that um, when you are constantly um, under the stress of an environment that is telling that you that you are sick and that you are not... Um, you know that you're, you're mentally ill basically when you're, when you're constantly hearing things like that and I know that in the country that you're in right now um, so my advice to you is that if you're not in a country that is uh, even a little bit accepting of gay marriage and gay people, gay culture, being a homosexual if it's a criminal offense where you are that's probably not the right place to be Um, So I I definitely think that you should move uh, from that place. As for getting a boyfriend and all of that, I I disagree, I have to say. Uh, Respectfully, I disagree with whoever told you that. Um, I don't think that you need to do that. If you want to um, be in India, I think that's quite possible. Um, I've been here with my partner... And uh, we moved also from a uh, from a country that was quite uh, quite restrictive of homosexuality, and uh, I I think I'm much happier here. It's not perfect, um, but we have Q Radio, <laughs> so that's something. And I think that times are changing; things are 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 going to change much faster, darling, than than you think. I don't think it's going to be 20 or 30 years. Uh, maybe I'm a, a, an optimist. So my advice to you is don't change who you are. I, I think first you have to come to terms with who you are and and what kind of life you want to live. Whatever kind of life you want to live. Like sit, sit there and write it down. That's what I did as I was coming out. I wrote down um, what I saw for the next 15 years in my life, who I wanted to be with, the kind of person I wanted to be with. I didn't have even a partner at that time. So I sat down and I said, you know, I want a partner that's kind. Okay, that's kind of general. So then let me be more specific. I want a partner that I can go shopping with, grocery shopping, and she will know um, the brands that I like. Yeah, I was that specific. Uh, I I wanted a partner that would love my children because I already had children. I wanted someone that loved children. Uh, separate from my children, I wanted someone that really loved children and the idea of children. Uh, I wanted someone who would be really patient because I'm really impatient and I need someone to kind of balance um, my quirks and uh, my uh, my mishaps out. I wanted someone who would be a really good listener because I like to talk a lot. <laughs> uh, so I wrote down these things and then I wrote down the kind of life I wanted, um, like culturally, I wanted the kind of life where I could tell people, Um, that I had a partner, and I wanted to be around those kind of people. So I incorporated those kind of people in my life. It took a long time. I'm not saying this is something that is going to happen overnight for you, Um, but you can do it. You can do it. I'm living proof. Um, I was married to a man for 18 years. Um, I was constantly told that if I came out, um, I was going to ruin everyone's life. Uh, all of my children know that I'm, I'm gay. They're okay with it. Um, they're very happy with my partner. They love her very much. We've had big, huge struggles, big, huge things have happened in my life because of me coming out that were very difficult to deal with, but you can do it. You can deal with it. And, uh, and if you have a community where you can talk to people, uh, yeah, I hope I've answered your question. And uh, I have one more letter to read. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, you guys. All right. So, hi, Mari. There are probably a thousand things, reasons why gay marriage should be legalized. But the question is, how scared are we to accept the legalization? It took me a great deal to come uh, out to only one person at work because the wavelength matched. Uh, Else I would not have come out. Also, my colleagues almost every day ask me to get married and have babies. I wish I could tell them that I do not want to get married and do not want to have babies, not with a woman, but with a man. I wish I could stop, put a stop to all the talks about my marriage and wife and life. Uh, I am scared to come out at work because I might lose my job because of discrimination. Even if that is taken away, would they accept my marriage? My mother simply put it as, if you wish to get married to a guy, then do it after I am dead. Now I want to live with her too, as the tradition in India, because she is all I have left, and I want to do that with my partner, whoever he would be. Ah, uh, I wish I could give you a hug right now. I really do. Um I think it's beautiful that you want to take care of your mom. And I think it's uh, very admirable that even though she has some pretty uh, negative opinions about something that is obviously very important to you, um, you still want to. You still want to uh, fulfill your obligations and your traditions as an Indian man to your mother. I have to tell you, I live with my partner and my mother. Um, My mother was... uh, she was very liberal when I was growing up, but she still was very, uh, she still made it very clear to me that she didn't like homosexuality and she didn't think it was a good thing. Um, I wouldn't call her homophobic in a in an overt way, but she was in a quiet way. Uh, and so it took her a long time for, to come to terms with me being a lesbian and it took her a long time to come to terms with me uh, living with a partner. However, she's done it, and I tell you honestly, honestly, I think she has a better relationship with my partner than she does now with me, and uh, I say that with uh, the biggest smile on my face because I'm really happy that they get along. I'm really happy that we're able to take care of my mother. I had to bring her all the way from the U.S. to do it, and uh, and she's much more comfortable here. I know that she's much happier. Uh, also, now my oldest daughter is here. And, uh, and so we are, we have, you know, three generations in the family. And, uh, I think that it's a really positive and healthy thing for all of us. Um, as for your work situation, okay. So for your mother, my advice to you is hold out just because she's saying this right now, uh, doesn't mean that she's always going to feel like this. It took my mom many years to come to terms with things, but she has now, um, Coming out at work, I think that you should make sure that if you do come out at work, it's a safe environment. And uh, I don't think it's necessary, necessarily. I don't think it's necessary always to come out at work. I think sometimes you should just kind of hold back and then, you know, come out when it's when it's safe. I would suggest, though, trying to find a job in a place that is LGBT friendly, because there are corporate companies in India that are LGBT friendly and they want to be uh, inclusive of LGBT people. I mean, I don't think I need to name, uh, name them. I'll, I'll name some of them. I mean, Yahoo is LGBT friendly. Google is LGBT friendly. There, there are companies that are LGBT friendly. So I would look online for LGBT friendly companies and I would start, uh, you know, really uh, pursuing um, a career in a company that is LGBT friendly. That's kind of what I did. I decided that I wanted to be completely out and I wanted to be able to be out at work. And uh, one thing led to another and here I am. I'm talking to you. Uh, So that's that's another thing about the the uh, people at work. I think that if you were an LGBT friendly company, they would be more sensitive to your own needs. And, uh, you know, and then you could tell them uh, you could tell them if uh, 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 you were gay. And you had a partner or you wanted to have children with uh, your partner. Um, We're talking about gay marriage. We were talking about, I just had the, I had two letters that I I got to read out to you about um, their feelings about gay marriage in India. We we talk about gay parenting and people often get really upset. Uh, There are really strong emotions that come up. And I've watched that with my own family. Uh, one of my uncles told me that um, my children would be better off with um, a heterosexual family, even if there was emotional and psychological abuse, um, than to be with me because I was a lesbian. And this was my own uncle. You know, it was, it was quite hurtful to hear. Um, and he felt obviously very strong. Uh, that he needed to tell me that. On the other side, I have other uncles that uh, believe that I'm a very good mother and are very happy that I am a mother and uh, feel that my being a lesbian has nothing to do with my parenting spills being necessarily good or necessarily bad. Um, I think I'm going to tell you what my oldest daughter uh, told me when, uh, when basically she outed me to myself. I mean, I knew that I was a lesbian, but I didn't know she knew I was a lesbian yet. And uh, I was uh, in the process of getting my divorce finalized and there were a lot of different uh, issues that were happening. And my then like 12, she was like 12 years old, 12, 13, um, you know, she said, Mama, I don't care who you love. I just want who you love to love you back and to love you uh, properly. So I I don't mind who you love and uh and I you know I cried, of course, and it was a very emotional moment for me, and because I got emotional, then she got emotional, i think, um and she's continued to be just like that um I have children, I have uh, boys, I have girls uh I have varying ages uh I have uh, a custody battle with uh, my Two youngest minor children. Um, they are being kept in a foreign country because I am an out lesbian woman. Um, though my oldest uh, children, my three oldest, uh, they are even my youngest. I mean, all of my children know that I'm gay. All of them know my partner. All of them like my partner. Also, I'm I'm lucky to say. Um, and I'm, I'm really blessed. I have a partner that uh, is good with children, that likes children. I think these are the things that matter to children. Um, you know, children want love. They don't really care if you're a woman or a man. If you are giving them proper love, you're giving them food. You're giving them clothing. You're giving them the attention that they need. You're helping them with their homework. You're taking them on, um, you know, the, the trips they need so that they can get pencils or, or notebooks for school. Uh, you are there for them emotionally when they need you. These are the things that make a parent. Um, who you sleep with in your room when the door is closed and the children are asleep. Uh, I don't think children really care about that. Um, they only care that you're in a good relationship, which is why I think what my my oldest daughter said to me when I first came out to her is so poignant. I think it's so poignant what she said. I only care if you are in a relationship where you are truly loved, um, and I think she sees that in in my relationship with my with my partner. Um, she was very excited that we were going to have a commitment ceremony. Um, she she was because she felt like her family was being legitimized. That's how she put it to me. I feel like, you know, then it's it's for real. You know, if if you have a, a commitment ceremony, it means that she's really my mamacita, which is what she calls uh, my partner. She calls me mama, and she calls my partner mamacita, which is kind of like little mama. And, uh, yeah, or she calls her by her first name also, but uh, she likes to call her mamacita, so, uh, I think these are the things that children uh, really care about. So, uh, children are something I really love. I love to talk about my children and I love to be around children. I have friends here in India who have adopted children also. Um, lesbian friends that have adopted children are raising them here in India. And uh, I was, at at first, when I first met them, I was quite surprised that that was happening um, and they're, they're, you know, like every other kids, uh, the normal, happy, uh, sometimes spoiled, sometimes throw tantrums, sometimes, uh, naughty, uh, but normal kids all around. So I'm very happy to see that this is something that's happening in India. And I think we need to talk about it more. We need to get our own visibility out there. And if these are the things that we want to do, um, we need to share that with other people and we need to. You know, kind of take control of our own lives. Uh, we must stand up as a community. It, it, there's really no choice about it. We've we've got to do it. If not for ourselves, then maybe for our partner, or maybe for um, our children, or maybe for the next generation of gay people that's going to come. Uh, I want to talk about our lady of the week our Lavender Lady of the Week. This is a quote from her. The time is overdue now when rather than pretending that homosexuals don't exist or hoping to eradicate them by the sheer weight of disapproval or prison sentences, we face the facts squarely in the eye and find room for them so that they can live unfettered and unmolested and make their contribution to the common good of the community. And uh, I've really enjoyed talking to you about uh, these things. They're really dear to my heart. They're important to me as a lesbian woman. And uh, I know if you're listening to Lavender Life, there are are things that are important to you also. All right, so I just gave you the quote of... uh, of a woman who is named our Lavender Lady of the Week. Before I tell you who said that quote, I want to talk about why it's important to have a Lavender Lady of the Week. I I say something about this every time, but I think it's important to keep saying. LGBT people have often hidden themselves in society for their own safety and have often frequently been ignored by others for their achievements and their contributions. And... Us having a Lavender Lady of the Week kind of rectifies that. We talk about women who have been influential um, in the LGBT community. Either they've been strong advocates of LGBT rights, as is in the case with this woman today, or they are uh, part of the LGBT community and have been strong advocates in our community. Uh, so, who said that was? Shakuntala Devi. Devi. Uh she is uh she was known as the human calculator because of her astounding mathematical and calculating abilities. She earned a spot in the Guinness Book of World Records for mul- mentally multiplying 213 digit numbers within 28 seconds. I mean, I can't I can't even add like two numbers, two two-digit numbers. Add them together in like 28 seconds. I have to think a lot. Math is not my strong point, obviously. Uh, communication, I'm a little bit better, uh, but no. So she was uh, obviously a way past genius. Her father actually uh, took her out of school. He homeschooled her, and uh, I mean, then she. I mean, her whole childhood was actually spent going all around the world, and uh, you know, demonstrating all of her abilities. Um, she was regular. She, she's regularly featured on Indian uh, uh, LGBT pages as part of our history because in 1977, and imagine 1977, this happened. She published a book called *The World of Homosexuals*. This book was very possibly one of the first books that ever talked about uh, homosexuality in India. It was published in India. And her interest as a homo- in homosexuality came after her marriage failed when her husband came out of gay. Instead of lashing back, she tried to look at homosexuality more closely in order to understand it. She interviewed different people and she also discussed the existing literature about homosexuality. She ends the book... With a call for decriminalizing sexuality, homosexuality, and a full and complete acceptance—not tolerance and not sympathy. Um, again, I mean. She she touched me so much when I was reading the different things about her life. Uh, she talked about her marriage in the book. It's now out of publication, The World of Homosexuals. I think we should get it published again. Um, and she talked about how homosexuals misguidedly enter marital relationships to cure or escape detection. She felt marriage should not be forced upon anybody. Her words struck a chord with many members of the queer community, obviously, who were grappling with their sexuality at that time. And even, I mean, I think even now, it's still very current what she said then. You know, if you feel like you're being forced into a marriage and you are a lesbian, bisexual, trans woman, uh, gay man... You know, don't do it because, you know, you're not it's not just your life that you're thinking about. It's also the other person's life. So Shakuntala Devi, she's played a very important part of our LBT history and many people aren't familiar with her. I think that uh, if you if you can, if you have the time, go check her out, read about her. There's lots of different articles about her and she is definitely our lavender lady of the week. Uh, Again, I want to tell you that quote, the time is overdue now, when rather than pretending that homosexuals don't exist or hoping to eradicate them by the sheer weight of disapproval or prison sentences, we face the facts squarely in the eye and find room for them so that they can live unfettered and unmolested and make their contribution to the common good of community. That's it for today. You've been listening to me, Mari, with Lavender Life, and it's been a fun talking about our fabulous feminine lives. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I'm signing out. Have a good evening.